Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am so excited to have Deb Shell on as my guest. And let me tell you about Deb Shell. She started her career in community building and business development after she was an active member in an online community that led her to quit her corporate job and begin living location independently. I love that going after her dream of becoming a travel writer. Also, I'd love that. But then a global pandemic started and the world stopped traveling. Yes, they did. And Deb jumped online and started a new community to help people find calm in their daily life. The launch of this membership has a business strategy, but it failed. And that led to Deb's consulting business. Since 2020, Deb has worked with over 60 entrepreneurs across the globe who all have a vision, mission, or purpose. These amazing creators have found a way to take their life's work and help others solve their problems, challenges, and provide a safe space in an online setting. Deb has helped guide clients toward making decisions that fit their ideal lifestyle, bring them additional income, and help them find calm. I chose the title today for all of those out there, all of my entrepreneur listeners out there who have parts of a business, but it doesn't have that coaching piece yet, that element to bring in that residual income Let's call this designing a coaching program. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Deb Shell. Hey, Deb. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. Wow. That was, that was wonderfully read. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do voiceover for anyone that wants it. (laughs) But anyway, it's, it's really important. I know when I started my business just in 2021, I had been in corporate working for 40 years. I have been a project manager for 27 years doing major, major projects. And so, you know, you kind of sort of know what you want to do, but then it comes time and it says, well, you're going to say you're a coach. What's your program going to be like? So that's kind of where we're going to center all this around. We're going to put it on a plate for you all listening and you take whatever vegetables or entree you want that will help you grow your business. We always start with an easy question, Deb. If you listen to my podcast, you know what it is. Where do you call home? 
I call home today in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, right in the heart of Pennsylvania near Hershey, where yes. everybody's familiar with probably. <laughs> the chocolates thing. You know, I'm originally from Pittsburgh and I, I probably went only twice to Hershey and believe it or not, the, the last time I was there was 2014, 15 around there. I had a project for UPS that I was working on and it took me to Hershey PA and sadly it was in the winter. <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't take advantage of going to Hershey Park or anything like that, but still it was great to say checklist Hershey PA. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what part of Pittsburgh? Um, I'm, uh, my parents live in the West part. So in, I'm about an hour west of the uh, downtown area. Yeah. Uh, near Monroeville. Uh, oh, Irwin. yeah. Irwin is an exchange of the turnpike. Those, those people might know that. Only 10 minutes from Irwin. <laughs> well, it's funny because I used to live right there uh, off the Penn Hills exit in Monroeville, out of ah. right by Monroeville. When I went to college, I went to art school in Pittsburgh. So very familiar. Ah, I lived there for yes. almost 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so you were probably, um, no, I was probably gone. I've actually now lived in Georgia longer than I lived in Pittsburgh. I, I love Georgia too. It's beautiful there. 1986. So oh, a long time. But I awesome. worked downtown for 10 years. I loved um, working downtown. Didn't love the hour or two hours sometimes drive because Pittsburgh traffic is not so great all the time. Right. But it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Penn Hills, my aunt and uncle lived in Penn Hills. My uh, uncle was a policeman, police sergeant or uh, chief of police or some big deal for uh, Penn Hills for a while. Super. Small, small world. Yes. All right. People don't care about where you and I lived as much as <laughs> caring about how to design a program. And so I want to start at the very basics. We have an empty plate here and um, we want to put those foundational things that we should do to develop and design a coaching program. So you have to have a context of why you, right? Why are, why is somebody going to go to you for coaching versus somebody else? Yeah. And what I help people with and what I recommend doing, if you're listening right now, is making sure you know your strengths. Um, there's a, a guide, Clifton Strengths. There's a test assessment that you can take to give you your top five strengths, but also there's a lots of other assessments. So if you like other ones, do those. But those kind of give you a, a benchmark of like, what are some things that you're really great at, at topics, subjects? And then we want to talk about values, right? Yeah. What kind of values are you going to be bringing? How are you going to be helping this person along? Are you side by side with them? Um, you know, what kind of support are you providing to them based on your values and how your experience has been? And then utilizing your past experience and transforming those skills into actionable things that you can help people do. So those are some key components. Those three components, I would say, are the first three keys to kind of unlocking that door to how am I coaching somebody? <laughs> and I think that's really important, especially the value for me as I do my coaching. I'm always in the building of the relationship with the people. I'm always trying to understand um, what their core values are so that I know if I can help them, you know, when I understand that. And, and 
whenever people know what their core values are, then it really can be applied to deciding what clients I want to work with, what strategy I should have. Does it align? Because we struggle with that shiny object thing. But if you know your core values and know that where you're going, what you're going to do aligns with that, it makes it easier to say no. Right. And then not have that FOMO or like, oh, if I say no, what will I miss? It's like, but if it doesn't align, forget it. Yeah. For example, if you are thinking about um, helping students, we have a dire need for these kids that are in education right now because they didn't get the benefit of living without social media. (laughs) And so they are really challenged with how to communicate with each other, how to build relationships. They didn't have those basic skills that we, that maybe people in previous generations like myself and, and you grew up with. And so they need that support. And a coach could be a really important person in their life, especially if they don't have, you know, really available parents or supportive, you know, maybe their parents aren't there or what whatnot. That's a really great component for someone to maybe um, help them figure out what they're going to do in their life and, Mm -hmm. and navigate and guide that with them. And that might be somebody coming from like an HR background or somebody coming from a recruiting background that then could bring those skills into place within, um, a coaching, you know, program that they might offer to an individual. But I think knowing that you, you know, are really focused on helping people and your values are like, I really want to make sure that this individual excels. I really want to support people at any stage and um, ensure that our children aren't going to be having these constant problems and the suicide rates are continuing to grow. So if you're somebody Mm -hmm. who's passionate about suicide awareness, that would be another like value, right? Mm -hmm. Another value. So just thinking about just different things that you personally value and how you can connect those to your audience or your ideal client. Yeah. So I I don't know that you know this, but I do work with the youth to teach them public speaking and communication. And I do it just for those reasons that you said that, um, that that skill, that interpersonal communication, that ability to connect is missing. And, and especially after the last uh, several years that we've gone through. And so it is kind of like my passion project to work with them, but As you mentioned, though, the people that are just now coming into the workforce, the 20s and 30-year-olds still are at a disadvantage. And um, so uh, it's one of those things where I like to coordinate or collaborate with people like you. So it's like, okay, you're taking them this far and let me just take them to the next level from the communication because it marries so nicely together. Right, right, exactly. What are some things that... I've got these things on my plate now, the foundational things. And, um, you know, we, if you, there are things you should avoid, you know, (laughs) things that could be not working with you. What, what, what should you be wary of? I think sometimes, I don't know. I've never done these kind of things, but I would suggest trying to create your own content or your own plan mm-hmm. um, instead of basing it off of a template. I feel like there's a lot of coaching programs that offer templates and guides and things like that. And sometimes they're helpful, especially for people that really, really need that, that focus, but it's 
when you start with your values and your strengths and you're learning what you uniquely are going to be able to offer people, you basically can pull those words into what this program is going to be able to do for them. So if you're helping people um, become more courageous or uh, building their confidence and you're you know, a personal development coach that's going mm-hmm. to help them get a new job or find a new partner, then those are things that you can bring into your exclusive proprietary, they would call it proprietary content or something that you would create something um, that's unique. I think that's what a lot of people are looking for right now is, is how do I know that you're the right person for me? And it really is based on part of you knowing yourself, but also it's based on you knowing this audience. So the other key to, to that is the thing that I see people not do that I recommend doing is to talk with your ideal clients. Uh, I see a lot of people just don't. So I would say, don't do this. I see a lot of people on social media, just throwing things out there and creating all these big fun sales funnels and systems and processes with all the shiny technology, and then don't have any customers or clients. And it's, and it's because there's something's a disconnect there and it's not relating in the messaging. And probably if you didn't talk to those people, they're obviously not relating to you. And so what's nice about talking to ideal clients or ideal members or course participants is that you're really focusing in on what is their problem and what problem are you going to help them solve? You can't help everybody solve all the problems, but you can help one person solve, solve one specific problem and Mm -hmm. do it really well. And I think, you know, what you're saying is, is very accurate because people don't buy products or service. I always tell everybody this, they buy you, they buy you. And so if you are not in that marketing, if you are not in that sales pitch or, or that social media post, people are just going to scroll by you. Um, You know, sure. You can have a cute, funny video. You can have something that maybe stops them, but letting them get to know you is what's going to make them want to engage. So that's excellent advice. Telling a story, telling a story and just sharing your experiences in life. Here's, this is what I struggled with or my son or my daughter, or, you know, my best friend had this problem, you know, and just really, really it so that they can understand the magnitude of the problem and then offering the outcomes of this, like what, is on the other side, there's wait, there's hope. It's not all doom and gloom. Wait, there's hope. And that's what the person wants to hear. They want to hear that you give them hope because that's what coaches do best is they, is they give us hope that there's to, uh, there's another day. (laughs) So whenever you're working with your clients to design their coaching program, do you guide them in research? You know, for me, I always am scrolling Google and different things to ask questions related to things that I help you with to see what are people asking? What are people looking for so that I can better refine what my avatar is or my ideal client? Yeah. I typically start with a strategy where we just brainstorm what kinds of focus topics you do want to focus on, like picking two or three focus points, and then maybe doing a little research on those focus points to see like what, where the market is, if there's a big need for it, if it's oversaturated, something like that. Um, and, and then just maybe creating a survey or just putting together a few questions that give people, here's what I'm interested in talking about. 
I'm looking for so-and-so person. If this is you, let's talk. And then reaching out individually with direct messages or emails mm -hmm. and saying to specific people that you know that they might benefit from or they know somebody who mm -hmm. could benefit from this coaching and then talking with them. And then in that relational conversation, you get to hear what their actual problems are. If it's, they say, oh, I just never have time. But then you ask them, well, how much time are you spending on social media? And they're like, <laughs> oh, like, uh, I don't know. And <laughs> maybe an hour or two. And you're like, well, that's, oh, there you I? go. That's, that's, that's your time <laughs> that you're going to take back. If you want to do something, you know, mm. if you want to be productive and do something and make a change, because coaching is all about making a change, right? We, we reach out to coaches when, we feel like we just can't do it on our own and we need somebody to like give us that nudge and re re reaffirm that we are valuable and that we have these amazing skills or talents or abilities, um, you know, and that's what coaches do best. So it's just so helpful <laughs> when you and I think approach everybody it from that angle. Take note of what you just said is that uh, reaffirm, but it's that accountability person. Yeah. You could have um, no, really know what you want to do, but we all know that as we add new challenges, as we add new opportunities, the imposter syndrome comes in and shakes up um, things. And so you do need to have that other person that gives you that third party insight and feedback mm -hmm. and okay, I'm outside here looking in and this is what I see. This is how I feel. And that's really, really helpful for yeah. the person who is um, even feeling comfortable and, and doing really well. It's That's why you see a lot of great entrepreneurs that are making a lot of money. They have three or four coaches because they get different perspective from each one. True. So we talked about that foundational thing and, and a coaching program, if, if we just still delve a little deeper into the accountability partner piece, mm -hmm. talk about the importance of building an online community. Yeah. So communities, we've, you're probably a part of them. If you're listening, I'm sure you're a part of many, many communities online and offline that you've participated in throughout your life, but uh, really thinking about how they help you make changes. Cause that's what we're talking about with this specific online community is a community that's going to help you make a change. Mm -hmm. So if a coach brings together maybe past clients or a new group that wants to work on a specific goal of, you know, weight loss or changing careers or something, then those are really great opportunities to bring those members together and pair them up and be able to have them connect either through Zoom where you do breakout rooms, which works really well to build relationships. Mm -hmm. Or if you're doing in person, you can do that. You can do um, you know, different kinds of structures, but it's really helpful because then it helps people not only like understand each other, like, oh, you're struggling too. Okay, that's cool. Like, or here, I got through this part. Here's how I did it. Yeah. Um, if it's a course or if it's it just coaching is in general, it's, it's always helpful to get feedback from other people. So mm -hmm. just knowing that, um, you're trying and then showing up, I mean, just showing up on a call. I know when I've had, um, coaches and I just, just showing up and she's like, I'm just so glad you showed up today, Deb. Yeah. 
And it makes me feel good about myself. I'm like, I am too, you know? <laughs> no. And I just was thinking it back to when I had a coach last year. And that was exactly how I felt like every time I showed up just because I'm supposed to, because I'm like, it's on my calendar. I got to go there. And then she's just so grateful that I showed up and I'm like, yeah. yay. So yay. I think that's a, it's <laughs> such a big, it's such a big deal. Um, because showing up sometimes is hard, especially when you don't want to do it. And those are the times when we need to show up the most. Um, and that can be hard, but building a network of people. So uh, if you are the coach and there's, you know, 10 people that are your clients and they're all in this online community, they can tell each other how they're doing throughout the week. They can create a challenge. You could create a challenge and have them compete for some kind of, you know, super special title, like best something ever, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like just making up fun things, but like, it just, it's more fun with people, right? It's yeah, more absolutely. fun. Anything is more fun when you get to do it with other people and mm -hmm. you get to learn what other people are struggling with so that you feel like you're not alone and then how they overcame it. Absolutely. So, and the time is flying by. I cannot believe this. We're going to have to have you back. Um, <laughs> let's see which one. Do you how do you know if um, your community is going in the right direction? And, and I know that whenever I join different groups, there's a list of, of things you have to agree to. The guidelines. I call them rules, guidelines, yes. Mm -hmm. And so how important is that? Because I have this rule that I won't work with jerks. <laughs> And that came from Kim Walsh Phillips. She, she was the first person introduced to me to that. I think as coaches, we tend to think, oh, I, I just need everyone that I could get, you know, if they're breathing. Mm -hmm. And um, just like building a team, uh, you need to have the right person. And, and again, so talk to us about if the community is going in the right direction. Yeah. If you did the ideal member interviews that we talked about earlier, um, that's, that's how you get the right people in the room. That's how you can establish, are they going to be showing up every week or are they not, or, you know, are they going to be committed to this program or are they not? Like you can learn those kinds of things from based on their personality and the conversations, but what you're talking about with the Facebook group situation, it's typically Facebook groups or maybe Slack channel. I don't know. There's a couple of different places that maybe you'd find these, but they do, they set up, they share guidelines, which are just rules of like, don't do this and don't do that or else you'll be banned. <laughs> and it's not a great way to start out a relationship, is it? It's not, mm -hmm. it's, it's not, I don't want to know the rules that, that I'm supposed to break or not break. <laughs> before anything else. Yeah. So what I really recommend people starting with is the conversation of here's why we're here. This is what mm -hmm. we do here. We talk about such and such topic and we have open dialogue and it's a safe place. And here's why it's a safe place because we don't allow blah, blah, blah things to happen. And then how can I help you? Because mm -hmm. it's about them, not you as the host. Awesome. And so it's really about talking to them, understanding them and deciding on, you know, the right way to structure it. And mm -hmm. that's what your members will tell you. Facebook isn't really this necessarily the greatest place. Some people have really great success there. Other people don't. 
And I think there's challenges that come with using other people's platforms versus a owned platform, um, which is how I helped clients build on an owned platform where they own the content. I know that um, my website and it's, it's getting to the point now where with, I have so many podcasts out there and I have, I saw today almost 10,000 comments. And so do as I might <laughs> to try to respond to everyone. It's now gotten to the point where I'm going to just need a, a VA to be able to do that. And, um, and, and, and it's one of those things that you're happy uh, that you have that, <laughs> but then, yeah. it, it, so now I need to interview somebody that can speak with my voice in mm -hmm. responding to things and know when to say, oh, this is one that I'll respond to general, not specific. And this is one that maybe Vicki needs to talk to because it's really specific and, and has, it needs my insights and things like that. Yeah. I always recommend to clients to be really transparent. And if you're going to bring someone in, I've, I mean, I've talked to people about this and if it's a coaching situation, they typically wouldn't be bringing another person in. Um, but if it's in the situation where you have a bigger audience, then um, thinking about different ways to interact with them or allow them to interact in different ways. And that might look different, like um, having a, you know, a specific place for them to, to, chat once a week they you answer questions so that's it just hey here's one post every friday we'll post ask the question and and vicky will come on and answer yeah. um, and that's it um yeah. maybe you do a live and answer the questions live or something to get more interaction because you can't physically answer <laughs> ten thousand people that's just not possible and do all mm. of those people really expect a response yeah is the other true. thing that's true so like those are things to consider and think about as well as like, I also recommend not just creating content in a group just because you should have content in a group. Yeah. So just really understanding what those members need and then understanding, okay, here's how I can, what, what works best for you content wise, if you're better on video or if you're better in writing and you share articles and those mm -hmm. kinds of things. But as far as like what you're talking about with like kind of going into like community management, what I typically recommend is hiring from within. So finding somebody from within the group who already knows a lot of the members and yeah. is familiar with your um, guides and structures and strategies and all the things you do, and then just training them. And then you don't have, they can be them and you can be you and, and you, yeah, they that's can just very true. answer on your behalf because I think we're getting into a phase of life where people want to talk to and know that they're talking to a human because there's yes. so many AI bots happening now. Yeah. And so, especially for s sensitive topics, which is usually in coaching, you, something personal or yes. financial is happening that you're discussing about and people don't want to have their yeah. conversations recorded by an AI bot or yeah. re being responded by an AI bot. That's just not going to be good enough for people in a coaching program. So finding a way to set yourself up for success in a way that you can help people when they need it and in the ways that most work for you and your team. Mm -hmm. All right. It's time for rapid fire. Um, and so what do you wish that you would have known when you started your company? 
<laughs> that I was going to write a book <laughs> and have a podcast. I had no idea I was going to do any of these things. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's hard to say that, but you know, just saying that to trust myself, yeah. I wish I would have been more confident in my own ability to do things. I know. For me, it, it took a pandemic to just say yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and also I turned, um, I was going to be turning 65 past that now, but, um, <laughs> congratulations. Like, yes. <laughs> almost, almost going to turn the channel again, but, um, yes. You've so, won the lottery because people back in the day didn't live that long. So I know, well, my grandparents all lived almost to a hundred. So I figured, you know, I can't be wasting time here. I got 30 years to do something. More. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. <laughs> awesome. Let's go ahead and share my screen. Um, Deb has given us such great information that I know you're going to want to connect with her. And so if you are listening, you know the drill. I'm going to share my screen, but give you the website so you can write it down. So go run it and get that paper and pencil. Therefore, uh, you are able to get the information. If you're driving or unable to get a pen or pencil, you can check it out on my website, thefindyourleadershipconfidence.com or go to my YouTube channel to be able to get all of this and do a screenshot then. So the website is https colon forward slash forward slash findcalmhere.com. She's on Facebook at Deb Shell. Again, Deb and Shell is S-C-H-E-L-L. LinkedIn is Deb Shell. Instagram is Deb underscore Shell. Twitter is find calm here with initial caps, find calm here and YouTube at find calm here. Please Deb, talk to them about your creator to community builder and anything else that they can find on findcalmhere.com. Sure. So the new book that is actually coming out this September in the next two weeks, as we're recording this now, is uh, the Creator to Community Builder book, Find Calm While Building Your Online Community. It awesome. is filled with strategies and structures to help business owners in building, launching, and growing an online community awesome. practically and realistically with, with tips to be successful at adding an additional revenue stream to your business. Awesome. So if you send me a graphic of your book, um, I will make sure that I put that on this slide as well. Yeah. And um, that way people can go ahead. Are you, is it going to be available on Amazon as well as your website? Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, very good. As always, thank you so much, Deb. I had so much fun talking with you today, having a great conversation about the all important designing a coaching program. So thank you for having me. It's been a joy and delight. Excellent. So as always, I remind everyone that it's up to you to enjoy your journey here. And uh, life is a journey, but it's up to you. Enjoy the ride. It is now time for me to sign off. So again, Vicki Nethling signing off. See you again. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.
Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.